0: On October 26, 2020, Senior Constable Alex Coody sent an open letter to the New South Wales Police Commissioner, raising concerns about how the police force were being used during the state of emergency powers and questioning the proportionality of the response to the threat of COVID-19. Alex called out to other members of the force to show their solidarity and join him. And the support was overwhelming. In response, New South Wales police placed Alex on leave and a gag order subject to the outcome of an investigation. After serving as an officer for just on 12 years, Alex resigned from the police force that he loved, allowing him to speak publicly. Alex Cooney, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Mike. Look, we've seen some disturbing images recently of police, especially in Victoria. Uh, now, police are following directives, but what are examples of police action that are unlawful?
1: Yeah, OK. Well, we're, we're in the midst of COVID and um, we're talking about COVID. Um, now, I can speak more so for New South Wales than I can for other states, but it applies very similar in a very similar manner. Um, basically, for the health orders and to, to do anything legislative on the terms of health. There needs to be evidence. Um the scientific evidence that they're running off to enforce this upon the citizens um is not there. I exposed this in my letter. Um I'm aware that the police commissioner um here in New South Wales, um the politicians have been um have had so much Evidence put forward to them that COVID is not what we're being told it is and that what they are enforcing is unjustified. Um, for, for starters. Now we can go down paths of as far back as the Nuremberg Code, Constitution, that sort of thing. But what's relevant to police is that the health orders that we're like enforcing, um, come under state legislation. Um, S- Section 109 of the Constitution states that when in state legislation is inconsistent with that of federal legislation, federal legislation is to prevail. Now, the Biosecurity Act comes into play there because that is the Authority Act on on which we deal with these alleged pandemics. Um, so, for instance, Individuals need to have through checks and balances a a health order served on them in their name, Um, and that hasn't been done. Um, The health orders that the Minister's running on uh, state that they are in effect from the date that they're signed. Um, They're not even signed. Um, There's a a lot of holes in the legislative framework of which they're using police to enforce this upon the community.
0: Talking to a uh, ex commissioner in Victoria though, and he was saying that the police don't make the laws; they just carry those laws out. Uh, what do you think about the policing of mandates?
1: Oh, it's horrendous for the police. And look, you know, there's there's breaches there in the privacy act, the discrimination act. If you're going to go down those paths, if the uh, mandating the vaccine and how that's going to be enforced on the population, um, police are becoming enforcement. The community interaction is going and police seem to be their sole role these days is to enforce what these health ministers um, and other politicians are putting forward.
0: Is there anything police can do against maybe directions they regard as unlawful or out of proportion and is a policeman able to say no?
1: Yes, and the system's actually set up so police can say no and and ways of not following an unlawful order. So, what we've done, um, what I've done on the COPS for COVID Truth Telegram page, I've got legislation there that has been written by a human rights lawyer. Now, that legislation, sorry, it's not legislation, the uh, interpretation of the legislation has been written out by a human rights lawyer. Now, that interpretation of legislation has gone through barristers, other lawyers, even police prosecutors. Um, it's sound and solid. Um, Police can head there if they're unaware of exactly where they stand, grab that interpretation of legislation and they can take it up the chain. There are things in place that support police um, in, not, in, fo- in not following unlawful orders. Um, police have on their side the oath that they swore, um, their statement of values. They've got the evidence that COVID's not what they say it is um the the policies are in place to do that and they've got the law that all support them to not follow these unlawful directions um it's in there police police need to do things like seek advice from unions or the association um higher ranking police as to how they actually speak with with who is issuing these directions on them
0: so how are police feeling about what they're being directed to do and What impact is it having on them personally? So this is a
1: huge issue. Um, I have so many police at my beck and call now, um, thanks to the letter I originally wrote, who are like, I have police call me daily in tears as to what they are enforcing. They don't agree with it. They're scared that um, they're going to lose their job if they speak up. And this, this is my role, to let them know that that's not going to happen. Everything is in your best interest to speak up. And in the long run, if Royal Commissions happen um, and go down those paths, you're accountable for the actions you've taken as your Office of Constable. So even though an unlawful direction's coming, it's still down to you. So you are not going to get up spot free for actions you've taken um,
0: with these directions. How well, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, we, we're sure they're following orders, but how well informed are police about The real facts of COVID-19, not the stuff that is in the newspapers or that um, all governments, state and and the federal government, not what the health officials are supposedly saying is the facts. How up to speed are police on the real facts of COVID-19? For example, masks. They they say you've got to wear your mask. It's going to be around for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Government health says it works. We know it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: and I know that everything in relation to COVID is not about help. It's about control. It's the opposite mm. of help. Um, now police are getting double barrels of this stuff. They're getting fed this from, you know, the mainstream medias. Um, the, you know, the polys, all that sort of thing. But internally they're getting really strict directions and another fear narrative at them to get onto this. This is your role. Enforce this, enforce this, enforce this. Um, they're, they're, not being shown anything else, they're really being distracted as to where to look for the truth and these, these directions have come down hard and fast at them like we've never seen before. So um, police are in a in a position where they are um, so fearful of even going to work at the moment because it, it, it is, it's just these fear narratives are just hitting them, hitting them, hitting them and, and you can see them in their eyes when they're out enforcing this stuff, you know the police are going into like robot mode to try and get this over line because they know deep down it's wrong um but they're, they're just being fed um yeah double barrels from outside and from within the police force at the moment
0: mm. the um I was, I was talking to dr jessica rose the other day and we we're talking about your know, professions that rely on trust for example the medical profession uh, the uh, law enforcement uh, military uh, even the the legal system and so forth. And I said to Jessica, you know, can you actually tell me a profession that still has the trust in place? What can the general public do to help them get the police back on their side?
1: Yeah, this is going to, you're going to have to show police how to be. You're going to have to be calm. You're going to have to show love. Um, police, are, police are breaking. Police are... Get to a point where they can't do this anymore and it's not going to be long till police actually side with the people. When that happens, we're going to be there with open arms. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Thanks, sister. Um, you, you've seen the light and you're actually doing the right thing. Um, we don't bring the violence. We don't bring anything but truth, love and respect and we act in those ways. That's what the general public need to do. They can do other things like Call up the police station, let them know how they're feeling. You know, they can they can start to get involved with the police. Let them know that the community's there to support them to do the right thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but ultimately, it's yeah, we have to lead by example.
0: I see the uh, the police in Victoria, and it truly there are some incidences now. There's always a bad apple. We always know that. It doesn't look great, does it, at the moment though, for the police force because of of social media being what it is and it doesn't look great for you know looking at victoria uh, we're all thinking it's going to become a police state so two questions can the police you've been in those situations obviously can the police act differently what should they do in a in a demonstration that generally is you know, boisterous but not going to I mean we look at blm Yeah, you know, they were rowdy and everything police stood back and uh, in australia at least there wasn't the damage done but in australia we seem to have a political leaning, if it's not with that narrative, then the police are told to go and and do what police do well. So do you, do you think the, the police need to temper things? Do you think the public needs to temper things? And how do we do it in this current state of divide? Yeah, so uh,
1: what I'll say to that, most of the public are doing great. The protest organisers are always peaceful protests. We're doing this peacefully. You see them at the rallies. Calm down, guys, it's getting a bit much. Um, They're doing a really good job of that. Now, we know, and thanks to Kev Dawson's follow-up letter to my one to the police commissioner, we know that a protest will generally go the way police want it to. If police police hold the space for a protest for these people to have their say, and, you know, if someone's out of line, fair enough, but if we hold the space for them, the protest generally goes pretty smoothly and everyone goes home happy at the end of the day, and that can't Mm. be... The Black Lives Matter protest was in the same climate as of COVID as other Freedom Day protests. And, you know, I raised this in my letter too. And police were heavy handed. They came straight down on top of it. And there was just, there was a lot going on, you know, and police know this. This is, these directions have come down from on top. They're, they're really wanting to quash this. They're not allowing freedom of assembly, freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, that's where these things are coming from. Common sense is what's required, isn't it? It is, and why people are in fear, they're not able to think. So these mm-hmm. fear narratives are really being driven down people's throats at the moment because.
0: And the place know that, that they, is- they must know that, though. That no, yeah, you know, if you have fear, and you know, from these protesters, they're fearful of what's going to happen. They've seen it on TV. They have experiences themselves. If they have this fear, the, the heightened sense of anxiety. Is, is so very strong, isn't it? And that is like a, a tinderbox. And when the police then decide to, you know, they, got the, they can let it go peacefully or they can do what they're told to do by upstairs, and it creates this 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 situation that none of us want to see. Yeah, the, the
1: media, the high-ranking police, the, everyone's been fed these fear narratives. Mm. And so it, it's coming to those points at these events.
0: It's more than uh, than just health, isn't it? Uh, if somebody wants to find out more about what you do, or if you, there's a, uh, a boy in blue or a lady in blue out there that want to uh, find out more or get in contact with you, how do they do that?
1: Yeah, so I really want to appeal to the police to do the right thing and let them know that everything's on site for them to do it, and let them know that we are there for them, that public is there for them when they choose to do the right thing. Uh, I'm there to encourage them to do so. Um, I have a Telegram page called Cops for COVID Truth. Um, there's information there that they can get that they can use. Um, it's not going to be posting every sort of name. It's just specific information. Um, and they can reach out through Advocate Me. Um, they'll be able to get me through there. Mm. Finally, do you, do you miss the force? Uh, you know, I always had a great time. A lot of my mates are, uh, you know, in the force. I work with them every day. I do miss them. Um, but you, you know, purpose is overdriving that at the moment. So. Um, We we need to get the police
0: to do the right thing, and and that's my
1: motivation at the moment. Mm,
0: Just one more thing. I always have these last things. You see, Um, what do you do now? This,
1: (laughs) nothing. Um, Basically, I left just to be a voice for those police who are in who who are too scared to speak at this moment. Um, Mm. But they're coming. They're coming. There's there's going to be a lot of police very soon, and they're getting fed up. Um, They they can't keep turning up to work and pushing this on the, on the community and they're struggling with it and I, I want to help them do the right thing. And, and that's what I'm doing
0: now. Maybe uh, some more surfing. How are the waves looking, by the way?
1: Right, I surf every day. Um, where I live, we have really good waves. So mm.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. There's, there's always something to surf. Mm. Alex, thank you very much. A real pleasure.
1: Yeah, you too. Thanks, Mike.